Hi, and welcome to today's episode of Distinct Authors. Today we have a very special guest with us, Kate Moore, who is going to join us to talk a little bit about her books and her inspirations and a little bit more. So thank you for joining us. If you haven't already, please hit that follow button and share this episode so with your friends as well so that we can share uh, the information and gain a little bit more exposure for Kate. And thanks again for joining me. Welcome so very much uh, today, Kate. I am so happy to have you here. I know it's a little bit of a, a scheduling, <laughs> um, uh, you know, a little bit of a scheduling snafu we had because uh, I, I had tried to schedule you 24 hours earlier. Uh, but why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, uh, your, your latest book, uh, how many books you've got out, uh, what you've got coming out, or whatever you'd like to, to say. Sure. Uh, my name's Kate Moore, as, as you've mentioned. Uh, I grew up in Australia, if you can't pick the accent. Uh, I lived there until about 20 or so years ago and I moved to London. So the Australian accent probably sounds a little English more so than Australian at the moment. Um, and I worked as a lawyer, a capital markets lawyer. Uh, basically, if, for those who aren't au fait with, with banking terminology, it's a, a fancy way of saying banking lawyer. Uh, I worked as a banking lawyer for many years and then I had my children and uh, my first son was born blind so uh, that kept me rather busy I must say and uh, I tried to work at the same time uh, then my second son uh, had meningitis at six months of age so that cut short my legal career because I was actually in hospital with him for quite a few years uh, it ravaged his body and caused all sorts of issues so I then started to become a mum and with mum come become mum issues, mum jobs, mum responsibilities. But I also wanted to maintain my sanity, uh, to be honest with you. I wanted to maintain all those years of study and, and work that I'd done and to do something else. And uh, from being very, very young, I used to write and I used to do a lot of drawing and art and things like that. And, uh, but my parents always said to me, and I'm sure many of you listeners may have heard this before, oh, there's no money in writing, there's no money in art, you know, you need to get a real job. Uh, so obviously at the age of about 18, my parents presented me with three jobs that I could do. One was I think a banker, or no, a doctor, a lawyer, or, or an accountant. I took the legal path until I became a mother and then I started to look at other options and writing was one of them. So, uh, I wrote and I wrote, but I didn't do anything with it. I just hid it away um, and uh, let it go. And then uh, my, 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 my husband, uh, Michael Moore, uh, Michael J. Moore, mentioned to me that maybe I should actually uh, publish some of my work. And I said, well, you first. <laughs> so he published some of his. <laughs> and uh, then once he published his, and I actually realized it wasn't as scary as I thought it was going to be. I then decided to bring out Lake City Way, which is mine. Um, I must confess it has a great deal of help from him. Uh, he is, he's Latino. I'm Italian by, by birth. So uh, there's a lot of influence from Michael in the book. Oh, wonderful. Now, when did your book come out? It came out just recently, actually, in, in March. Uh, it came out by Floricanto Press. Okay. Uh, they are a press that deal with Latino 
influenced books, let's just say. Mostly academic writing, but they also have young adult uh, books as well. They have all sorts of books. And uh, when looking for a publisher for this book, it was important for me, but also for Michael, that the book was with a Latino publisher. Uh, because there's a lot of social commentary in the book relating to uh, Latinos. Yeah, just one second. My apologies, the husband came in from outside and the dogs just went right straight through the door. And... <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. So, um, so now you, you, your book came out in March. Um, have, um, do you have a website, a web presence uh, already or was that something, or is that something that you're trying to build now? No, absolutely. I have a website. It's katemorewritingwixsite.com. Uh, to be honest with you, unlike a lot of authors, I have a very low budget. Uh, you may or may not realize I'm in London. Uh, we are still in lockdown as a result of the COVID virus. I have three children, um, or we have three children, and uh, effectively there isn't a lot of budget for this publishing idea so yeah. we have kept it to a very limited budget and i have had people criticize me for using wix site to be sincere um but i've always said to them look you know each to their own and you shouldn't really judge a book by its cover because although i love writing and i love my book i don't think people are hopefully not going to judge the book on the basis of my website one day you know should i make millions of dollars <laughs> possibly, possibly not, then I might increase my website to something a little bit more expensive. But you know, I do have a website, uh, obviously I have an email. I will confess that being the partner of a, of a writer, a lot of my time is spent reading his books and uh, he has four books, uh, not to mention he has articles coming out constantly in newspapers, just recently did one uh, for the Yes Magazine, recently did one for Huffington. So a lot of my time is actually spent doing his work and my work is the sideline to be sincere um so there's not a lot of time for me so if, if i'm being absolutely honest his websites and all of his things michael j moore that is uh, are absolutely spectacular but mine are kind of secondary although they're all there but i definitely do have a website yes and uh, a lot of the times that michael and i interview together so you may even see interviews with both him and i in it okay um, so, you know, you said you started writing at a very young age. So what inspired you to start writing at that age or, or really, you know, any age, um, age has really nothing to do with, with writing talent or that drive, that passion for it. But what was your inspiration? To be sincere, I was an only child until I was 17 years of age. And, uh, I grew up to Italian parents and most of my parents, family couldn't speak English and there were no iPads in those days there was no other diversions the TV had one hour of children's shows and you know I'm talking in the 70s not like now where there's constant TV and TV shows and yeah. there really wasn't a lot for me to do and I think just by by virtue of that fact I, I read a lot 
I just read and read and read and read. And as a result, I wrote. Uh, often I wrote things privately because uh, in my family, writing was not uh, supported, but it was something that I wanted to do. So it was something that I sort of hid to be sincere. I mean, at most my parents would support, I used to enter coloring in competitions and art design competitions, and they would support that because the, the prizes were things like, you know, a, a weekend away or a, a free, free vouchers to a swimming pool or, you know, chocolates or something where they could see that there was a reward that they didn't have to pay for. But yeah. for writing that, that wasn't the case. There wasn't any reward that they could see line of sight to. So it wasn't encouraged. But my inspiration was, I mean, I've talked about this a lot on Facebook sites. I read Trixie Belden. I mean, I don't know if you remember Trixie Belden, but I read every Trixie Belden book there was, you know, yeah. every Enid Blyton there was every famous five book there was I, I, I anything that I could get my hands on in those days you had only had the library and my parents could not afford to buy me books so yeah. it was the library and I remember going to the library and taking out 20 books at a time and just reading them and then going back again and reading so I think when you read you harbor a sort of a slight desire to write but no one ever encouraged me to write so I never felt that I was very good Okay. Um, so it wasn't, it wasn't really until Michael came along where he said, well, actually, your writing is very good. And I was like, come on, you know, you're just saying that because, you know, you like me. So, of course, you like the writing. He said, yeah. well, no, I don't think, think that at all, you know. But even now with the book out, every time someone does a review, and I'm sure all authors are the same, you, you sit there and you wonder, well, are they going to say something good? Are they going to say something bad? What, what do they think? And to be honest with you, I don't mind either way what they say. Uh, I'm just glad that they've actually taken the time to read the book. So I'm not offended if I were to get one star, for example. It wouldn't really ruin my life. Um, but it is always very interesting to see what people say and to see if they actually understand the book. Um, yes, But I think to answer your question, the inspiration really came from all those books that I read in the 70s and um, the fact that I met someone who was writing and that I needed something to keep me feeling like a person. That was the, the final impetus really was to just to do something whereby I felt like I was not just a mum, <laughs> but I was actually me. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. I, and I think that's a huge part of, of writing is, is having that um, individual identity. Um, I know I'm, I'm like you. I started writing at a very early age. I'm the middle of three. Um, so for me, writing was literally the, the way to, so I didn't have to play with the older sibling or the younger sibling. It was bury my nose in a book or, or write. Um, so I get it. And I think, I think having um, exposure to books at a very early age really does encourage and really does open the window for, um, a cre for creativity. Um, now, I'm, I'm an avid reader. I'm, I'm actually a voracious reader. Um, I read all the time. It drives my husband nuts. We'll be going somewhere on a long trip and I've got I've got a bag of books in the car and my crocheting. <laughs> um, but I think that to be a really good writer, you have to be a voracious reader. I think that you have to be willing to look and, and really see another author's voice, their style, read. So it really helps recharge you and actually opens that, that creativity within us. 
would you agree or disagree? I agree, but, but I would also have to say that there are some people who don't read a lot who are just genius. Yep. It, it, it's like everything. It's like I have, I have a child who is brilliant at violin and I have another child who's very good, but the child who's the genius doesn't practice very much, but he's just got it. It's, yeah. it's the same with writing. I, I've seen people who really haven't had, they don't get the equivalent of what we call um, year 10 in Australia, what, what I think in America is called the GED. They don't have any qualifications and yet they can write. And it just, they're just born with it and they're genius at it. And then there are others who obviously have learned it because they've read a lot of books and they can write well. And often those um, who write well from learning it are never going to reach that genius level. Sometimes you've got both. Yep. And sometimes you, you can just write well because you've read well. But I, I, I really do believe that probably 90% of the people have read well and therefore can write well, but there's always going to be genius of those people who just, it's, it's somewhere in their blood. And that, and that applies to everything in life, whether it be music, whether it be writing, whether it be swimming, you know, there are some people who can train from the, the age of seven and then one person will jump in a pool and wow, they're gone. And you're like, where did that come from? Um, yeah. So no, I, I, I partially agree with you. Uh, for me, I don't believe I have the genius. Um, I think I probably have more the genius on the design side. But as for the writing, I think it's something that just comes because, uh, first of all, I read a lot and I was a lawyer for so many years and the training that you get as a lawyer on how to write is spectacular. I mean, it's yeah. just, just natural practice over the years. Okay. So, you know, uh, you know, your book has come out in March. I'm, I'm assuming you've got links to it on your website, etc. But if someone wanted to, uh, to go and purchase it today, uh, where could they find it? Uh, I mean, other than Amazon, of course. Well, that's the main place to be sincere. Floricanto, you go to the Floricanto Press website uh, and you go to Amazon. Uh, at the moment, it hasn't gone wide. Uh, Amazon have, I'm sorry, Floricanto released it and then obviously COVID came and Floricanto are based in California. So Floricanto went into lockdown because what regionally was planned was that the book would have distribution and it would be distributed to shops because Floricanto have extensive distribution channels because of their academic background. However, that's all been halted. So right now the book is only available on Amazon and obviously you can go to the website and order it through me if you wish, if you're in the UK in particular where the, where the, uh, Costage of postage, the postage cost is not so much. In the US, it's probably cheaper to buy it from Amazon, to be sincere. But I, I will say that at the moment, ebooks tend to be most popular because of what's happening. Uh, the, the ability for Amazon or any retailer, in fact, in the UK, nothing is open. Amazon is the only way to buy books in the UK because all the other shops, until I think June 15, are closed. So in the US, it's different per state. I can't um, confess to knowing every single state as to what's happening in the US or in Canada. Um, so the moment we've left it to Amazon, I believe it will go wide and it will be distributed, but we are in very uncertain times. And I can't confess to being upset by that. I've, been, I've, I've adapted, it doesn't really bother me. Um, but some people might be upset by that. I've just adapted. I, I do a lot more 
social media now as a result. I have, a, like many mothers, I have a lot less time now because in England, uh, the children are homeschooled as in the US. So my day between nine to five is homeschooling and then there's music practice, then there's homework. So I have a lot less time now anyway. But to answer your question, Amazon. Amazon is the first port of call, Flora Country Press website. Uh, there will be an audio book and there obviously is an ebook and it's on Kindle Unlimited. So that's a really good thing if you're on Kindle Unlimited. I found that to be quite useful, yep. to be sincere for me. Uh, everyone has their views about KU, uh, but it, it is there if you are a Kindle Unlimited uh, user. Okay. Um, now, do you have... Um... Uh, now, do you have a, a newsletter or anything along those lines that if, if someone wanted to follow you or to sign up for that they could do that? Yes, absolutely. Just go to the website, uh, sign up on the website and if they can find me. Um, there's also, I mean, Michael J. Moore has one as well and we often do things together. My aim was to go with the book into schools in the UK, but at the moment schools other than certain years are not taking people like me into schools anymore and uh, everything is sort of closed down. So it's all via the website and social media. You can find me, obviously you can follow me on Amazon. Uh, you can send drop me an email because there's my email address there should you wish to speak with me uh, at the moment it's mostly you'll find me at Twitter Kate Moore 7 on Twitter find me on Facebook uh, and, 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 and if for some reason you can't remember Kate Moore try and remember Michael J Moore one of the two of us will respond to you to be sincere okay wonderful uh, so now do you have uh, do you have what genre is your, or age group, I should say, is your is your novel? Is it a YA or is it an adult a novel, or is it? Yes, it's definitely it's definitely YA, and the reason it's YA because I wanted a book that my children could read. Uh, so as a result, there is nothing in it whatsoever that would concern an adult, unless you don't like concern a child, unless you're worried about ninja type things but my my second son is is uh, almost black belt taekwondo and he loves everything ninja and i don't have a problem with him loving everything ninja so uh, really the book is aimed that the protagonist is 13 so the book is aimed around that age group but these days and my children have been reading harry potter type books since they were seven or eight so really an eight-year-old or a nine-year-old who's an advanced reader could read this there's no themes in there that would be offensive um possibly the fact that 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 gabby the the main protagonist is chasing a drug dealer maybe that might affect some parents but really it's all very um ninja type and it's all it's all meant to provide someone for various communities including girls in the latino community to, to look up to someone and to have something to look up to because in those communities michael said to me there really is a lot of um hardship and and poverty and and girls don't have a role model or someone to look up to and that's the aim of this but the book is ya uh, it could be read by boys could be read by girls could be read by adults who like ya i mean i like ya myself i'm always watching or reading ya books so it, it could be read from i would say safely age 11 or upwards uh and if parents wanted to read along with their child that was younger that was fi that's fine as well um but as we know ya covers a lot of people because there are people who are 100 years of age still reading ya yes. um it basically means that there's there's no no content that that i would be embarrassed to show my mom put it that way it's all very clean content 
Wonderful. Now you, you know you've mentioned that it's going to be coming out as an audiobook. Are you going to be, um, or have you talked to the publisher um, at some point about releasing it as a DVD audiobook? Yeah, absolutely. Um, once again, uh, I'm I'm the partner of Michael J. Moore, and I say that a lot, but I say that because his work has has prolifically grown in the last year and a half since he, since we started this concept um, and as a result Richard Peterson the narrator for all of Michael's books uh, has offered to also narrate uh, the Lake City Way so with luck Flora Canto Press will, will pursue that uh, uh, Richard Peterson has narrated all of Michael's books and is a spectacular narrator I could sit there and listen to him all day um, and to be sincere, I've, I've been a public speaker all my life, a national debating champion, a youth of the uh, speech person. I've, I've won Toastmasters. I've done a lot of public speaking. So I am very fussy about who I listen to, to yes. be sincere, because of the, the speaking and the training that I've had over the years. But when I heard Richard narrate for Michael's first book, I think it was after the change, then uh, Hari 20, I tell you, I sat there, I was... He has a one. Okay, I have an Australian English accent, and 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 Richard obviously has an American accent. But it is absolutely magical chocolate to listen to. I sat there and I said to Michael, "We just have to have this narrator." So he's offered to do Lake City Way, and I've spoken to Flora Cantor about that. I believe that through ACX, which is Audible, that that will be coming. Uh, once again, COVID has halted and slowed everything down. All of this was supposed to have been done by March. It hasn't, but that hasn't bothered me in the least, to be sincere. But, but yes, it, it is definitely coming. And uh, there will be, if should anyone wish to uh, to find them, they just they can be Audible members. I believe you can join Audible on a trial and get two books for free. Maybe they'd like to download that one first and have a look at that and and download something else uh, but definitely it will come out an audiobook it's also I don't know if you know but Lake City Way has been performed um, in a theatrical group in Seattle there are a group of uh, young Latino uh, let's just say persons who yeah. performed it at a school last year and it, it, it was actually attended by Michael's daughter Gabby yeah. Uh, obviously similar name, same name, and she said it was spectacular. So that's although also worthy of note that it has been performed theatrically. And um, the, the, the protagonist, Gabby, is, uh, has the same name as Michael's eldest daughter, Gabriella. Yeah. Uh, and she absolutely loves the book as well. Oh, wonderful. Uh, that's, that's so amazing. I know that they, you know, um, that so many authors, we, we think of, you know, our work going on the big screen or the theater or something along those lines, but it's, it's such a trying and such a, a challenge to get your book onto um, a platform other than simply you're a book or an audio book so I, I'm I'm just I'm amazed and congratulations I mean that's that's amazing I'm so glad to hear that that went that happened for your book I mean that's just just fantastic um, so have you thought about you know I mean if if you could 
would you consider um, doing an adaptation of the novel for, uh, you know, for maybe a TV series, miniseries or, or a movie? Absolutely. Series? Yeah? Absolutely. I think, I think the thing to note is that this is actually book one in a series. Book two, Jazzy Girl, uh, which I guess we'll lead on to a moment, has also been written. And uh, the, the main protagonist in, in Ninja Girl is Gabby. And the main protagonist in Jazzy Girl is obviously Jasmine. Um, and once again, that is the second daughter of Michael. <laughs> so that each daughter has a book uh, to make it fair. Let's just say there's the parenting side coming out. So there's, there's one name for, for each child. I imagine um, in the third, fourth or fifth book, I'll have to use my son's name somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> to yes. be honest with you, to make it all all very very even, um, yes. but but that's the way it goes. There is a second book, and uh, it, it follows through from Ninja Girl. I personally like the first book the most. However, everybody who has read the two prefers the second book. Um, it's all very much a personal preference. The first book pulls on your heartstrings. The second book is full of action absolutely full of action and uh, it would depend I guess very much but I know that a lot of people who've read the first book have, have come quickly to me for the second book and very much enjoyed it but that's not that that's also going to be published I won't say this year because we've decided to keep it at bay because of COVID but it is available okay wonderful um Time flies so much. <laughs> so um, uh, last question here for you. Um, now you're working on this particular series. Um, are you, or do you have anything in other, any uh, standalone books that you're working on at this point um, or anything along, or have you entertained ideas of some standalone books that aren't part of this series? No, to be sincere, um, I haven't and the reason being is because I am the silent partner let's say of a writer who keeps me incredibly busy um, so I don't get a lot of time to write to be sincere because every day I am dealing with uh, editors in, with respect to newspapers or journals or magazines or something for Michael so I, I, lately I just have not had even a moment spare to think about writing something else I have said to Michael that uh, I've got some ideas and uh, we have talked about, you know, what could come next as part of uh, what I'd like to write. It's just a matter of time. And I must confess, like all mothers out there at the moment, COVID has meant that I have had to prioritise my children and uh, they, are, they are absolutely number one at the moment. So at the moment, it's literally children, 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 wash, children, clean, children, children. <laughs> so there's not a lot of time for me or for writing. Uh, and when I'm not doing any of those things, I'm actually editing or dealing with marketing for my books and Michael's books. So it's, it's really time consuming. But to answer your question, on the horizon, yes, absolutely, there will be something else coming out. Uh, it's possible, it might even be a, uh, along the genre of Michael, some sort of M.A. horror book yep. we've been talking about. It might just be some kind of romance because I am an absolute romantic. Uh, I, I, I love romantic books. That, that is something that I very much enjoy. So it could be possibly something along those lines. Uh, 
I don't tend to write. Michael and I, we don't write what's going to happen. We just write. Yeah. Um, and, and it's a gift that uh, my eldest son actually seems to have. He'll say to me something to the effect of, Mum, tonight I have to write a poem for school. It's due tomorrow. And I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, here we go. It's going to take all night. You know? and, and I have a shower and he comes out and he says, Mum, it's written. And I'm like, no, nah, there's no way. You've written a poem, two pages. And he shows it to me. And, and it's brilliant. It's absolutely brilliant. And he said, oh, I just wrote it. And I said, you didn't have a plan. No, I didn't have a plan. I said, oh, that follows someone else that I know. So I don't have plans. I have ideas which yep. form as they come on the page, which is not always the best approach, but it's, it's the approach that I do. I used to plan all my, I've done a master's degree and I used to plan every single uh, uh, document or, or thing that I've written in my legal past. But as a result, when I'm enjoying writing, I don't plan. Yeah. So I've got the concepts and the bare bones of a few books there, but I haven't written them yet. No. Oh, that's good. Well, at least at least you have the bare bones and the ideas, you know, jotted down, and and you have a track that you can, you know, something that you can go back to. I know, I uh, myself, um, I have notebooks um, about writing, and and I have idea books, is what I call them, and um, uh, like books. <laughs> Yeah. So I keep track of all of these ideas. Do you have something similar or, or is it just kind of sort of, uh, you know, uh, scrap of paper and, and put it in a, in a little tub on the desk and, 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 and hope to get back to it? No, absolutely. I, I have actually a document where everything is written down and, and Michael laughs at me because I even I have every single person I've ever spoken to about a book <laughs> written in this piece of paper. It started off at one one page, it's now up to page 126. It's got so much stuff on it, it's not funny. And um, I've obviously backed it up because I don't want to lose it, but everything is written down, yes. Um, I don't have a book because I tend to lose those. I think just by virtue of, uh, I shouldn't say old age, but my age, I'm tending to forget things a lot these days, a lot like I used to when I was younger. So I write it all down on the computer where I'm at the most, uh, and it's all definitely there. I know that my um, eldest son has a book like that. He writes everything down in there. Um, and, and so does Michael, but I don't, I put it on the computer, but I think that's purely just personal preference. Yeah, that makes sense. Well, thank you so very much for joining me today, Kate. Um, and for all of our listeners, I will have the links to Kate's book down in the description box, as well as her website, Facebook and Twitter, so that you can, uh, you can find her on there. Thank you so very much for joining us today. And I look forward to talking to you very soon. Kate, don't run away. Thank you.